wholeness and peace in Jesus' name. Uh, this Wednesday, 10 in the morning, uh, tune into uh, Facebook, uh, TCC Touchpoint and Teaching. Pastor Dean will be there with uh, Cheryl, sharing from God's Word. Looking forward to that. Wednesday at 6 p.m., TCC Youth Group and Kids Baseball. Uh, Wednesday at 6.30, the Kairos Gathering will be here, led by Tim and Kathy Pomp. Um, join Pastor Dean for the Zoom Bible class on Thursday at 7.30. If you're interested in that, you can email him at deanpatro@hotmail.com or call 218-553-0634. For giving tithes and offerings, you can mail them to the church at P.O. Box 67, 10 Strike, Minnesota, or give online at the website, tenstrikechurch.com. There are tacos for lunch today. I'm excited about that. Subs. Oh, wow. I'm excited about subs, too. I'm excited for lunch after church. I would love to sit and visit with you. If you don't have time for lunch, we also have donuts and muffins, if there's any left after this morning. Um, I noticed some people this morning that I haven't seen before. I would love to say hello to you before you leave today. Um, okay, so uh, as many of you are familiar with this uh, blue s symbol. Um, I see it on a regular basis. I use computer for a lot of my work, and my phone also shows this blue symbol. What does that blue symbol stand for? I just, just need somebody to shout it out. I'm looking for something, a word that starts with the S. It's only four letters long. When you hit this when you hit a button, sometimes this spins around for a while, and then it says, it's done. Don't know what it is? Sync? Okay. I'm going to pretend I heard sync. Okay? Sync. Synchronize. Okay? If you have online storage, for those of you techie people, you sync the storage so that it syncs with all your devices and all your employees if they have access. So I want to talk a little bit today about God's synchronized blessing principle. We hear a lot about giving at this time in our church service. I want to give you a little tidbit that a friend of mine, Rod, shared with me, uh, helped me to get it into words. You have to be able to receive gifts and blessings if you want to give with a right heart. It's easy to receive what you deserve, right? If you work for someone, you deserve to get paid. Uh, when my daughter turns uh, 15, she's going to think that she deserves some presents. That's just expected. Um, I added the heart to this symbol because really the heart is what God is after. He wants our hearts. And um, some people are good at giving gifts, but they have a hard time receiving gifts and blessings. And I was that way, and I still have tendencies of that, but I need to break free of that if I want to get into God's synchronized blessing principle. Some people are too proud to receive. Some people think that they don't deserve to receive God's gifts and blessings, and actually they're partly right. The good news is none of us deserve God's blessings. Uh, if it wasn't for Christ himself that paid for it and gave it all for us, um, we wouldn't deserve God's blessings. 
God blesses us to be a blessing. And James 1.17 tells us how many good gifts come from God. All, every good gift comes from God. Thank you, God, for my health, for my home, for my family, for my blessings. I don't deserve it. I'm doing better than I deserve, to quote another famous uh, giving person. We don't think of ourselves better than other people when we have gifts, right? The things that we have do not determine who we are. The way that other people see us does not determine who we are, our identity. Who we are at the core is not determined by our successes, not determined by our failures, and not determined by our effort. Our identity is in Christ as a child of God, purchased one time by His blood, completely loved and made righteous. Amen. That gives me a cheerful, giving heart. My heart overflows. And when God wants to bless me, I'll say, okay, you will bless me by giving through other people, by acknowledging daily blessings, and I will give out of a cheerful heart. I will give and receive. Hallelujah. So let's get synced up with God's supernatural flow. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are so good to us. You've given everything for us, for me. I don't deserve it, Lord, but I willingly accept it. I accept your blessings, and I will give with a cheerful, overflowing heart to keep that flow going. In Jesus' name, amen. Can't have my Bubba. His mind. We don't get thirsty around our house. Hallelujah. Are you singing this with me? Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. One more time. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Andrew, talking about that verse, because I want to give you a gift today. And um, I'm not sure everybody, anybody has ever given you this particular gift before, but I believe with all my heart that you will not be the same after today. And it's the gift of resolve. And I'm gonna define it for you through Merriam-Webster actually, and then we're going to go into scripture after scripture, and I wanna show you that one of God's absolute (sighs) 
You gotta, you gotta stop having waffles for breakfast and have oatmeal, something that's gonna hang on. That was, that was dumb. Anyway, you gotta, you gotta loosen up. Come on, loosen up a little bit out there. <laughs> Waffling, read, read Hebrews 12. It's 1 Corinthians 12. It's not those who's, who, who hold back, who shrink back, will not be blessed by God. So let's just start with this definition. Resolve. To declare or to decide by formal resolution and vote that a change should come. No last six months pun intended there. don't even know how to explain. We're in one of the most incredible waffling moments in the history of mankind. And some of it we didn't even choose. If you feel like you were cheated, if you feel like you were traumatized by the spirit of this world coming in and taking something from you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to look straight in the eye at it, especially you, your flesh. You know, your whole life, God has a gift on the inside of you, something that you have to do to fulfill what is on the inside of you. And if you don't do it by the time you die, as like Miles Monroe said it, the greatest potential is in the grave, in the casket. Why? Because people did not, people gave up. So here's the theme of this day. Here's the theme of resolve. Number one, love. Number two, don't give up. Ever. And so my, my push to you is to not give up. See, the cell phone and technology has, has taken the spirit of 25 to 40-year-old kids. Now, here's my thought. This is my philosophy. You don't have to believe it. But the ability to look and communicate from spirit to spirit, it's dropped off the map. Look at me. Let's resolve this matter. It's, it's gone and, let me text it to you. And trust me, that's a very wonderful gift, my phone and the ability to communicate. But it's destroyed something, to resolve, to resolve a dispute. That's what it says. To resolve a problem into simple elements, making something such as voice parts, the total musical harmony progress, dissonance to make dissonance into harmony. You understand? So here's number one. I'm going to start with this one. To clear up, to deal with successfully. And I'm going to dive into who I would call one of the most successful people on the face of the earth in history, and that would be Abraham. You draw your own conclusions. Why? Listen now. Oh, everybody knows this story, but revisit it with me. 
Then he said, take your own son, your only son Isaac, and whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He didn't waffle. He didn't he didn't care that it was the hardest thing he'd ever done in his life. He didn't care how much he loved his son. He loved God and his voice and being obedient more. He had resolve. And he saddled the donkey and he took two of his young men with him and Isaac and, and his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to a place in which God had told him and they came to the place in which he told him and Abraham built an altar there and a place of wood in order and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar he was still resolved and Abraham stretched out his hand with the knife to slay his son. And he was still resolved. Here's the number one thing I want to look at you and say. What has God told you to do? And you say, he told me this and I'm failing at it. He's your number one enemy, condemnation. Get up tomorrow morning and start your pathway towards doing it again. Whatever it is, whatever, whoever needs to go with you to do it, whoever needs to uh, kick you in, in the kaptuzi and say, will you do what you have to do? Do you have a friend and your spouse and whoever it is, and can you look them straight in the eyes and say, I am resolved to do this because God has told me to do it and I'm going to do it because he's told me to. You know what one of the top things in the, this list is? Listen, 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 listen. Forgive. Unforgiveness. It's, it's literally the most difficult thing Think about communion. Think about what he said. If you don't forgive, don't take. How many times have you had unforgiveness and taken his blood and his body? Be resolved. When you take the cup, be resolved. It doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. Be resolved. Psalm 112, verse 8. His resolve is firm. He will not succumb to fear before he looks in triumph on his enemies. <laughs> That's a good one. To deal with successfully. To clear up. I love Proverbs 23 through 5. Let's read it together. You got it up there. It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. A lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Ooh, listen to this one. 
Counsel is in the heart of man like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. You say, I'm proud. I know all the scripture. I have all knowledge. But if you don't have understanding, you got a big fat problem, my friend. And to me, to me, it's like, it's like, child, you're going to get a spanking for that. Oh, I hope I don't go to jail for that, saying that. Anyway, and uh, you don't say, do you know? Do you know? No, you don't. You say, do you understand? Do you have resolve that what you did was not acceptable? And, 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 that, and that principle... Think about that principle in your life and as it moves on. I was just thinking about the lazy man. I was thinking about my garage like three weeks ago. I don't even want to go into this story, but I cannot believe how bad my garage was. And I kid you not, I started at 9 o'clock in the morning and at 4 o'clock I had walked 7 miles. I picked this up and I put it out there and I went there and I went here and there and I, I was dragging my feet and going <laughs> but I had resolved to clean my garage and by golly it got done did it honey I was just I, I, walked, I walked around my garage the next day just happy as I could be because I'm usually lazy you know what I did yesterday I cleaned out my boat garage. I backed out my boat and yeah, it only took me about two and a half miles. <laughs> no, no kidding. What is your problem? You're lazy. When I am, when I'm listening to him, I'm alert and I get up on time. I do what I'm supposed to do. I pray in the Holy Ghost. I do what he asked me to do. And here's the other part of this day. If you don't get, if you don't get anything, get this. Faith is okay. But when it's all said and done, you'll be a tinkling cymbal. A ba- just dying. A piece of brass that makes a noise. I just moved the mountain to the sea. I just healed the sick. I just raised the dead. But if you did not have love, you are nothing. That's my resolve for the rest of my life. And don't forget, you can't have faith until you have hope. What's my point? You have to start somewhere. If today you are starting with hope, that's, I totally get it. That's why I wrote a book on hope. And so then when you get into faith, it must work by. Got to. Number two, to declare or decide by formal resolution by a vote. To change the resolution by resolution or formal action. Acts 11.23 When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad to encourage all of them to remain true in the Lord with a firm resolve in his heart. 
I'm going to keep moving on here. There's, I mean, we could camp out. There's, but this Hebrews 6 is just so loaded with good stuff. In the same way, God, because he wanted to show even more to the heirs of promise the unchangeableness of his resolve, guaranteed with his oath, that by two immutable things, that it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of this hope, this hope we have as the anchor of our soul. Sure, steadfast, which, listen, enters into the presence behind the veil. You say, I don't understand. I've never entered into the veil. I don't know how. I'm not worthy I have condemnation. I have this sentence on me. I'm frustrated all the time. I don't, I don't even know how to explain just how much we love ministry right now. I don't know how to explain it. I was trying to talk to Adam yesterday and try to explain to him. I don't care what people think. I don't care if you approve of me or if you praise me. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't move me. All I care is that I have this resolve, is that everything I do, I do it heartily and unto the Lord. And if Jesus shines off of me, then I have succeeded. And if he asks me, to stick a knife into the Isaac of my dreams. That's probably the place in which my resolve will bring victory in my life. You're too quiet out there. Amen. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Number three, I think, d d to declare a formal resolution by vote. Let's see. First Peter. 1 Peter 4.1, therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, equip yourselves also of the same resolve, because the one who suffers in the flesh has finished with sin. No greater example than my garage. No greater example. You understand. And when it comes to your life, when it comes to your spirit, do you guard it? Your heart above all things, Proverbs 4. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. So, I think I got a $10 bill in here. Somebody's going to get it, but I just want to, I just, I like people, I like to give. I want to give you the gift of resolve. It's only one, but anyway, I have a 10. I just didn't pick it up this time. But I do love you, I promise. More than tongue can tell. And I believe in everything that you're doing. You hear me? There you go. I want to give you a gift. I want you, I want you to settle. Go ahead and let's read this. I, I, want to move, I want to keep moving on. The spirit of grace, listen, why don't you read this with me? Does not crush, but refines. Read it with me. 
One, two, three. The spirit of grace does not crush, but refines. He does not destroy, but he enlarges. Chew on that one for a while. We've been singing about it all morning. The, 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 just, he cares about you. He, he believes in you. You have a destiny and a purpose for your life. And if you are letting pity potty party pot stop you, well, stop it. Because he wants to give you a gift. A gift. Ah, I'm nuts. I didn't pick up the 10. Is that okay? That's right. Are you sure you want this? And what is it? What, what is it? No. No. It is the gift of resolve. It's looking at the goal, the 100 yard dash, and you go. And your goal is to cross that thing first place. But only in his, I, I resolve that I'll do my best. Every time, no matter what. Amen? The gift of what? Love. But love, she said the right thing. The gift of love. She, she uh, she got A plus on the test. You said the wrong answer and you got the right answer. How about that? Where did she come up with love? That was good, that was good. Okay, here's my favorite story of the last six months and you can read along with me, here we go. To resolve doubts, everybody say it. To resolve doubts. There's a difference between faith and trust. And the story of Charles Blondin, Blondin and Harry Colcord provides the greatest illustration. Blondin was the foremost tight walker. Adam and John were just talking about this before service. Blondin was the foremost tight walker. He gained worldwide fame in 1859 as he was the first person to cross the Niagara Falls. Colcord was his friend and manager. A cable made entirely of hemp, 1,300 feet long, two inches in diameter, was wound around an oak tree on the American side while on the other side, a huge Canadian rock. To limit swaying, Colcord put stabilizing ropes affixing at 20-foot intervals to anchor on both banks, except for 50 feet in the middle. <laughs> uh, which was sagging and swaying dangerously. How many people have the picture? Do you got the picture? Do you have the picture? <laughs> Thanks to cold court savvy uh, marketing, tens of thousands of spectators showed up. Gamblers took bets whether Blondin would die, whether he'd fall, or whether he would live. 
Shortly before 5 p.m. June 30th, 1859, Blondin started his slow walk to the American side. Once he passed the center, the wobbly place, he broke into a run and after a brief rest, he started back again, but toting this time a box camera on his back, balancing precariously near, near the middle. Blondin carefully set up the camera and snapped the picture of the crowd. Then he repacked his burden and continued the rest of the way. The entire trip took 30, 23 minutes. Once safely in the back uh, to American soil, he immediately uh, announced per encore and performances each more daring than the next. Over the next several weeks, Blondin walked backwards, blindfolded, backflipped, pushed a wheelbarrow, and even cooked an omelet <laughs> during one of the many trips across the ropes. The spectators, on the other hand, only had faith. Or did they? A different scene in Blondin's daring walk in 1859 don't stand up, stay seated for this. After he crossed the Canadian side, the crowd was horrified as Blondin reappeared on the rope with his manager, Harry Colcord, clinging to his back. Let's all just take a deep breath. <sighs> My wife is... Her knees are knocking just. <laughs> uh, you should see when we go on a mountain and there's a, there's a rail right here at a cliff. She's screaming the whole time. Get to the edge! You took out to the edge! <laughs> and I'm in a car and with, 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 you understand. Oh, I love this, I love this, I love this story. Harry, Harry Colcord clinging to his back. A few guide ropes snapped during the transit. But Blondin never wavered and safely made it across. It was re later reported, I love this part, that the manager, Blondin said to his manager, look up, Harry. Harry, look up. You are no longer my manager. You are no longer Colcord. You are me. When I turn left, you turn left. When I turn right, you turn right. When I, when I move the very slightest, you move the very slightest. Otherwise, we are, <laughs> we are dead. It's one thing carrying a camera. It's one thing making an omelet. But when you have someone, you're toast. And if that person on his back is not, you get the point. There is a great difference between faith and trust. The spectators had faith, blinded belief in their, his abilities, but Concord had trust. He trusted him. It's maybe one of the most incredible acts ever done in history, daring. So I ask you, if he asks you to go over, over Niagara Falls, you say, no, I've already determined. 
I can do lots of things, Tim, but I will not do it. Yeah, I understand. He's asking you. He's asking you to do stuff. Jesus, help us. Matthew 18. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? and delivered you to the tortures until you pay all that you do, was due him. So my heavenly Father will do to you, each of you, from your heart, if he does not forgive his brother of his trespasses. For if it's unforgiveness, whoever's in the sound of my voice, you know that it's been the greatest Achilles heel in everybody's heart and life. It keeps you back, it holds you back. You will have no joy if you don't forgive. Have resolve that you must forgive. Don't take communion the next time. Don't do it. Do not take it to your lips until you have forgiven 100%. Do, do an act of faith and lay it down there and pass it up. I've done that so many times and I made a spectacle of the person. I'm, I'm kidding, but I mean, I said, listen, if you did not take, I honor you because you understand how serious it is to take his spirit. The spirit of grace does not crush, he refines. He loves you. He doesn't destroy, but he expands. Let's move on to the next point. A couple slides down. I reach, to reach a, a firm decision about to reach a firm decision about. Think I ought to give away some more gifts. You ready? I want to give you the gift of resolve. I look straight in your eyes and I don't know who you are, but I pray that today you will have resolve that you literally will change the world with on, what's on the inside of you. What do I got this time? It's only a dollar. In Jesus' name. Since Jill is not even looking, I won't give it to him. <laughs> How about you? Do you like gifts? That one, yes. <laughs> it's a 10. If you can double it, even better. <laughs> what do you, you want, double? <laughs> I got change. That'd be 20. Is that right? Amen and the prayer is okay with me. Oh, I can I give it to you? Just a prayer and it's okay with me. Well, how about the 10 at least? Nah, we'll just give me a handshake. And no, no, you have to understand that... that <laughs> I can't take money in here. Oh, yeah. I'm not giving you money. I'm giving you a gift. It's from me. And if you want to give it back, just give it to somebody else. But you have to understand what this is. Resolve. And what is that? The courage to do anything and everything... Not being lazy. And, and it is, it is it having faith? That too. But what's better than faith? 
Love. Do you got it, Jack? Faith that works by love. Thank you, sir. Resolve. <laughs> Holy cow. I will not give up. Let's go to healing very quickly. Everybody needs healing. And I am asking you in the name of Jesus, right, through the spirit of Smith Wigglesworth, I will not give up. You got that slide? I reach a firm decision about. That's what resolve is. Smith Wigglesworth. The faint-hearted can never maintain God's gift. Two things are essential. Love and determination. A boldness of faith will cause God to fulfill his word. If you are a waffler, you need to cast that out of your life because there is a potential. And if Jesus has a purpose for your life, this is the day. This is the day. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Diane came to me and had this weird idea about having a hoedown out at her ranch. And you know what? I had to jump on board because it was faith. It was something that was kind of different and weird, and we're going to have just a great time. But you didn't have to do that. And then you did have to because God called you. He said to do it. Can you, ha can you imagine what happened in our life if when he says for us to do something that you would do it? Whew. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about being a giant. I'm just saying do what he says to do. But I didn't hear. Exactly. Faith comes by hearing over and over and over. If you're listening to something on TV that is negative, wrong, our... PG-13, whatever, that does not uplift Jesus, that, that, that pulls you down, get rid of it. Can it. Mm, out. You're gone in Jesus' name. Don't let it be a part of your life. He sent his word and healed you. Listen to this. I love the place that this lady is from. A lady from a place called Ramsbottom. <clears throat> Ramsbottom. Came to be healed. That was the place to laugh there, folks. Hello. She had an enlarged thyroid gland. Before coming to the meeting, she said, I'm going to be healed of this goiter. After one meeting, she came forward and was prayed for, and the next meeting, she got up and testified that she had been wonderfully healed. She couldn't wait to go home and tell her family. She went home and testified of her healing. One year later, she showed up at the same convention and it appeared that the goiter was getting larger. But she kept on believing. At the testimony time, she got up and said, listen, I have been beautiful, heal, beautifully healed by Jesus. She went home to even more strongly testify that the Lord had healed her. The next year she came and the goiter was bigger. It was getting bigger. When testimony came, time came, she said, hallelujah, I've been healed of this goiter. Afterwards, someone approached her and said, people think there's something wrong with you. 
lady, there's something wrong with you. It's big. What is your problem? You're saying the wrong thing. I am not saying the wrong thing because I have determined that I am healed. So shut up. Any voice that is not from God, I have been healed. Why don't you look in a mirror, lady? <laughs> you will see that your goiter is bigger than ever. After two years, the woman went to the Lord and said, Lord, two years ago you wonderfully healed me. Won't you show these people that I am healed? She went to sleep peacefully that night with one resolve, I am healed. When she woke up the next morning, there was not one trace of the goiter. There's two things that are in need, that you pursue love, and after that, pursue love. But the second thing is just as important. Ask James, read the first chapter of James. Count it all joy when you enter into trial, for the trying of your faith will work patience. And let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect. Resolve that you will be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. Whatever it is that he's called you to do, who, who, whatever he's made you to be on the inside, his love never fails, never gives up. It never runs out on me. But when I peter out and I throw my pitchfork in the air and say, I'm not doing no more garage cleaning. For it had gone five miles and it doesn't look any better. Do you ever feel that way? That's just so perfect. If he says that you are healed, you are healed. Don't be foolish. Don't be ridiculous. Just obey him and let his word be your word. The next, to reach a firm decision. I just about start crying every time I jump my heart into this story. And it's Stephen. Acts 6, 9 to 13. <laughs> Don't make fun of me, Adam. <laughs> This upset some of the men. So this is just before Stephen was stoned. Don't forget people, people like Stephen and Philip. Have you ever read about them? They did mighty signs and wonders. And they were a nobody. There wasn't pastor in front of their name or evangelist or apostle. No, they were just ordinary dudes. Dudettes. 
at this testimony right here. You talk about looking in the face of the enemy with resolve. Oh, they were ticked. Oh, they were mad. This upset some of them belonging to the sect who called themselves men set free. They all confronted Stephen to argue with him, but the Holy Spirit gave Stephen remarkable wisdom. Uh, What comes after knowledge? Understanding. What comes after understanding? Wisdom. Have you resolved to gain knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the Father God, and of the person of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to say that again. Have you resolved to gain knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit, and the Father God, the creator of heaven and earth? Have you resolved? And if you have, you will begin to have the Spirit, Ephesians 1, of wisdom and understanding by the acknowledging of Jesus that the eyes of your understanding might be open, that you might know the hope of your calling and the glory of his riches in the inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness, it's not up there, the exceeding greatness of his power because you believe. And then wisdom will begin to come. Thank you, Jesus. He had great wisdom. And they could not refute what he said. So the men set free, conspired in secret to find those who would bring accusations against him by saying, we heard him speak blasphemy against Moses. And so he went on and he preached. And then they seized Stephen and forcibly took him to the Supreme Council One after another, false witnesses stepped forward, accusing Stephen, but he had the resolve that he was standing in the secure place that God, no matter life or death, doesn't matter. You've seen Marxism, the the hint of it coming into, and, and socialism coming into, and if your kids don't understand it, explain it to them. That there's a day we might be hauled off and saying no more church, no more Jesus in this country or you will be thrown in jail. All of a sudden we see it. It's been happening for hundreds of years in China. They have an underground church in China. Why? Because they can't speak the name of Jesus. Do you have resolve? Do you have resolve to stand on the laurels of the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God, and not give up, never, never give up? And then after that, the specific gift that is on the inside of you, that it would come forth. You say, but I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. You just found another tool of the devil. That's why there's 365 verses that talk about fear not, right? This man never stopped denigrating the temple. Every member of the Supreme Court focused their gaze on Stephen Stephen, right in front of their eyes while being falsely accused. His face glowed. 
though he had the face of an angel. And then in Acts 7, 55 and 56, but Stephen, overtaken with great faith, was full of the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze into heaven, heavenly realm and saw the glory and the splendor of God and Jesus who stood at the right hand of God. Look, Stephen said, I can see heaven and the Son of Man standing right on the right hand of God. He crumbled to his knees and shouted in a loud voice, Lord, don't hold this sin. What was Jesus' final words? Forgive them. What was Stephen's final words? Forgive them. What is the key to you being unlocked in your resolve, in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Forgiveness. Would you say it with me about five times? Forgiveness. 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 The next definition is to break up and separate. And this, I'm not going to spend hardly any time on this, but I just want you to understand that repentance it's, it's, it's just the very heart and the center of this message. He loves you so much that he wants to take away the chaff and the bitterness and the envy and the anger. What is anger but unresolved? <laughs> right? What's interesting, though, is be angry, but sin not. So it's a faucet. God has given you the tool to turn off, turn on your anger. Turn it off towards those whom you love, and don't be angry. And towards, towards the enemy, you must be angry towards your flesh, Turn it on. I am angry at you, flesh. You will do what I say. Flesh, you will do what I say. That is resolve. I'm taking authority over my laziness. I'm taking authority over apathy. I'm taking authority over the wrong spirit, the spirit of antichrist. I hate you, spirit of Antichrist. <laughs> oh, just got to draw this picture really quickly. Walking down the street with 600 believers, and I was walking against the grain for almost a block and a half. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can stand against. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. 
the name of Jesus. Ah. Oh, just tears just flowing down my eyes. It was just the most wonderful moment. And I just imagine the moment in which I walk into the gates of heaven. And you have to understand, be at a resolve. People are going to hell. Jesus talked about it over and over and over. Hell is a real place. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, there is a place that is reserved, that was reserved for Satan only, and because sin took place, those who don't know and receive Christ will go there. I will never be afraid to tell people that hell is real. And the devil wants you to go there. And when I, with wisdom and understanding, sometimes I know that I need to share Christ with people on my bus that I drove. I don't drive it much anymore. But, and I'm telling you, it's been sometimes two years before I either prayed for them or shared Jesus. All I did was smile. All I did was serve them. And they kept looking at me and going, What's wrong with you? What, why are you always so happy? Because wisdom is not that you shove Jesus down everybody's throat. I've never done that. I never. But I sure get a chance to share with every. Uh, can I pray with you? Waitress, can I? Not one person has refused me. And five, six, seven years. Most of the time they have tears coming down their eyes saying, I am resolved that I don't want you to go to hell. I'm resolved. I have determined that I will not sit on my hands, that I will not stop. I will not give up. I won't. And if I can run with you, let me in your lane. I'll run with you. I promise. I want to run with you. Let's read these couple verses in Romans. Romans 8, 1. For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And if you who are... And if Christ is in you, the body is dead of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit who raised, say with me, Jesus from the dead dwells in you. It will quicken your mortal body. <laughs> and verse 14, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. You are chosen. You am who you say you am. He, who he you say you am. That's who he is. Hallelujah. For I am persuaded that neither death. I have resolved this issue. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature could ever separate me from the love of God.
from the love of God. From the love of God. Tim, don't you know that you're just a bull in a china shop? Yep, that was my gift. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you see. It doesn't matter anymore. You understand what I'm saying? I, put my, I know I put myself out there. But I want you to see my heart. I have resolved that whatever he tells me to do, it will be done. It's going to happen. So if he's called you to do something, today I'm asking you to receive this gift. I'm asking you that if you are in a place of holding back, shrinking back, fear, lies, depression, anxiety, worry. You say, well, well depression's okay because, because um, I'm taking medicine and it's okay. I didn't say it wasn't okay. I'm just saying it's not from God. Don't, do not, do not say that it's okay for me to have depression. No, it's far from you, according to the word of God. You are an overcomer. You have no fear. You have resolved to go forward and do what he's asked you to do. Let's close with this after I get a quick drink. I got lemon and a little bit of coconut sugar in here. Just to share. There's ice in there too. <laughs> you should get one of these. Bubba. <laughs> you're, too, you're too intense. Folks, religious spirit has to go. Can you say this with me? Religious spirit, you must go. Come on, say it with me. Religious spirit, you must go. Say it like this. Religious spirit, you must go. Come on, do it. Cross your arms. Come on. Cross your arms. Like, Religious spirit, you must go. Right? Let's close our eyes. Father, I just have one last picture I want to share with my friends. And it is the heart of the one who is up against Jesus' chest. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I have this resolve according to John chapter 1 that I know the Son of God. According to chapter 2, I know the Son of Man. I have this resolve in chapter 3 that, will you say this with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. According to John chapter 4, God, I thank you in Jesus' name that the woman was at the well and she was an absolute loser. 
and you came to her and says, I'm going to give you a big bubba, a good drink. I'm leaking. Oh, sorry. Can you imagine that woman? Her whole life was changed. Jesus, first of all, wasn't supposed to talk to her. It was incredible. But I'm going to give you a drink that you will never thirst again, ever. John chapter 5, a man laying hopeless by a pool, and he was healed. John chapter 6, somebody needed bread, and he gave him bread. I am the bread of life. John chapter 7, I am not just a drink. I am a river of water coming out of you. I am a river that will satisfy you, that will flow through you and give you strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. John chapter 8, and the woman thrown into the street. Only the woman. Where was the man? I have no resolve. Where was he? He was probably one of the Pharisees. Caught in the act of adultery and Jesus wrote the name of their girlfriends on the, on the ground and they left, starting with the oldest, one after another. I have resolved that I'm going to forgive you even the worst of sinners. As a matter of fact, you're the one that I'll probably use the most. Chapter 9, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I have resolved. Chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the door to the sheep. Chapter 11, he is the resurrection and the life. John chapter 12, he is the King of kings and Lord of lords riding on a donkey's colt. In chapter 13, he's the King of kings and Lord of lords washing the disciples' feet. Chapter 14, Say it with me. He is the way and the truth and the life. John chapter 15, he's the vine and we are the branches. 16, he's the giver of the Holy Spirit. 17, he is the intercessor for you and me. 18, he's the suffering Savior. 19, he's the lifted up Savior. 20, he's the King of kings and Lord of lords who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah! Will you stand with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm a little bit excited here. Would you all forgive me? Could you just lift up your hands? Just to say, God, would you help me today have resolve in whatever I am doing, whatever you've called me to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know that you love me. I know that the Spirit of God is upon me to do mighty exploits in this world, in this earth. And today I speak your word. I am your child and I will not give up for what you've called me to do. Can we take three more minutes? Could you put, just put your hands down? I want you to look at me a minute. I can't ever get away from this in a message that is powerful from God. I know you know this message is from God. You gotta have resolve. You got to. So I want one or two people, I want you to look at me. And I want you to run up here and say, 
I have resolved today to repent of this sin. And you say, well, there's people out there. We have internet and people are listening from Texas and, and Wyoming and Michigan and all over the place. You, you don't understand. When you confess me before men, I confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. And I'm not going to ask you to take a long time. Say, I have resolved, and I'm walking up here, and I repent of this sin. On the count of three, I want, I want that first person, this will be first fruits, somebody. Is there a mic right up here, Doug? I know this is hard. You say, this is hard. I can't do this in public. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Who would be the person? I've been convicted of this today, and I repent of this sin. Please. Okay. I repent of waffling. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to waffle anymore. All right. Go ahead and say it. I, I repent of waffling. I'm not going to waffle anymore. I'm resolved to do whatever he asked me to do. Hallelujah. And everybody said, I can't tell you how hard it is to walk that 30 feet up here. It's hard. Somebody else. Two more people. And then we'll move on. Oh, this takes guts. This takes guts. Please, someone. You have no idea how it ministers to someone else. When you step out in faith, thank you. I pray in Jesus' name, first fruits. I, I pray that God will multiply unto you because of what you did today publicly. Don't, get, don't eat waffles. Have oatmeal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord bless you. What's your name? Ashley. I know. <laughs> Oh, um, I repent for being lazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lazy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Will you just say this? Say, Lord God. Lord God. Can you take my hand? Yeah, of course. No I come to you. I come to you. And I'm, I repent of laziness. I repent of laziness. I believe you died. I believe you died. And you rose from the dead. And you rose from the dead. So that I could be free. So that I could be free. This day I have resolved. This day I have resolved. That I will not be the same. That I will not be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know that God has given you incredible purpose for your life. You guys stretch your hand to Ashley right now, Father, in Jesus' name. What a courageous act. I, Ashley, I want to tell you that I believe this whole day, this whole message, this whole day, was just for you and your life. I want to ask you to define sin just like you did and everybody else in this place. And Father, we just ask for double the blessing because she, she put her heart out there by walking forward. I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In fact, I'm just going just, to keep her hand and I just want to pray a prayer of salvation. 
everybody in this room. Everybody just say with me. Say, Lord God. Lord God. I believe that you died. And you rose from the dead. And you rose from the dead. I come to you. I come to you. And I am resolved that I am a sinner. And I am resolved that I am a sinner. But because Jesus died. But because Jesus died. For all of my sin. For all of my sin. I am now free. I am now Hallelujah. free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Give me a revelation of Father, Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit that I will never be the same from this day forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. That was awesome. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just uh, close this time in prayer and I thank you for your name, that you are exalted in our lives. God, let us go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And Lord, also bless those sub sandwiches. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. God bless you. I got a couple dollars left if anybody wants it. <laughs> I don't have any more tens. <laughs>